Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Hey, podcast listeners, this is your humble host, Michael Smalley, and I just wanted to take a moment of your time before the show gets going to remind you about our online membership. It is an incredible resource to help you build a better relationship where we have taken all of our best video series and converted them into online courses. You can check out how to become a member at smalleyinstitute.com. Welcome to Smalley Marriage Podcast. I am your host, Michael Smalley. I'm, I'm going solo for this interview, but I have a very special guest who has been helping women for nearly 20 years deal with menopause. And I got I to gotta admit, this is the first time we've had this topic on the air, but I know it's important because, uh, ladies, as you are probably already aware, this is, this is going to happen. And it's natural, but sometimes it can actually cause a lot of conflict for the marriage. So I want to welcome with me Rhonda of RhondaNP.com. Thank you for joining me, Rhonda. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. And thank you so much for having me today on this important topic. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for the work you're doing. So, so okay, tell me a little bit more about yourself and, and the work you've been doing with menopause and uh, for women. Okay, well, I uh, started out, I got my graduate degree in 1997 as a nurse practitioner, my master's in science, and I was a family nurse practitioner at the time, and there was a, or a pharmacist that came and met with me and said, would you be interested in prescribing bioidentical hormone replacement? And I'm like, sure. And he knew I was a little bit more into the natural approach, so I was very interested and menopause is part of that and probably the bigger piece of that. And so I just started studying everything I could on menopause and have been treating and helping women help themselves naturally through the process of menopause uh, since then. So that has been nearly 20 years. And I have to say for a good 15 years of that, I had not experienced menopause. So there's something different about reading books and studying and listening to women, thousands of women and helping them through. But then once you go through it yourself, I think that's your biggest education ever. So about five years ago, I got to experience all these things these ladies were talking about. And I, the very first thing I said was, well, my gosh, they're not lying. So it's, that's one of the things when you experience it it really becomes true and you really understand you have more empathy and you really get it yeah your empathy level increases dramatically when when you've gone through it and you've walked a mile in another person's shoes yeah exactly and i loved what you said about menopause it is inevitable unfortunately it's not something that we cannot pass through. 
Uh, and some women just look at me like, I don't want to do this. And I'm like, I know nobody does, yeah. but we <laughs> have to. <laughs> it's happening whether you want to or not. Well, and, and I have a question. Exactly. I have a question, yes. and this is for the ladies. But do, do you find with the women that you work with, is there any sort of shame and embarrassment that is surrounds menopause that, that oh women gosh. express or that they don't want to talk about it? They don't want to have to deal with it. There is so much shame around it. And I think that's really sad that it's become that. And I think part of that has to do with, you know, our society and how beauty is, is, is is isn't an aging, let's say. And so there is shame because it, you are faced with the aging process. You know, menopause really is when you lose your hormones. And when you lose your hormones, things do change physically and emotionally. But physically, there are definitely signs of aging do start to pop up more when you have lack of hormones. So, yeah, shame is a really big deal. And guilt is a really big deal as well uh, because... Um, in the case of relationships and intimacy, women feel really guilty that things are different and that they're not what they used to be. And so shame and guilt are two emotions that actually come up first for me. And well, I mean, so how would you encourage women? Because, and I'm kind of a different, obviously I am not a woman, <laughs> but I'm also not embarrassed or afraid to even talk about issues surrounding men so as men as we age you start facing things like erectile dysfunction and a lower sex drive and that doesn't bother me at all to talk about or think about but I kind of find that to be the abnormal like most people don't want to talk about those things what can you say or how can you encourage a woman that this is okay and and actually I would imagine it's almost important for them to embrace it and go, this is a part of life. And so how do I deal with it? Yeah, it, it is extremely important. And some women, I can be one-on-one -on -one in a room in a clinical visit and they still do not feel comfortable talking about it. And so I ask the questions and yeah, really, I want to encourage women not to be afraid because there's so many things. If you bring up the topic and you start having a conversation, there's so many things you can do to help yourself. If you find the right person to kind of guide you to do that, there is a lot and you don't have to suffer in quiet and, and shame and, and alone. And many women do feel alone at this time and some women don't even like talking to, to their best friends about it. So it, it really is a, a really important topic that I think is more out in the public than it ever was before, but yet still not to the point where we need to really talk about the deeper issues. Well, and it feels like for so long, you know, women, I think, what was that, the 50s, when they finally even got the right to vote? And, yeah. that, you know, for a lot of things, female-oriented, you know, the menstrual cycle, menopause, whatever, it was always sort of one of those things that was not okay to talk about just as a societal norm. Yeah. And if you look at the, uh, in medical research, if you really look back at the history of medical research, women weren't part of medical research until 60 in the sixties and seventies, you know, where we really, they started studying women. So a lot of, uh, research before that were men 
And so the whole menopause thing really is, I call it in an infancy of what we've really studied. Now we have a lot more information today. I've gotten the privilege of watching 20 years of, you know, information and research come out and things have changed and we have a lot more today than we did 40 years ago, but we're still not there. Yeah, that is, I was actually unaware of that. That is shocking that a lot of, (laughs) I mean, you know, yeah, this is, this is so interesting to me because, you know, women, they're going through menopause. They, if they've, you know, they, they may have been able to have the blessing of childbirth, like all of these difficult things, and then kind (laughs) of here to start closing down the thing on this, on this earth, they get to experience menopause. So what's maybe what's one of the biggest things that you think women need to know about menopause that maybe they're unaware of? You know, I'm going to stay to the positive because we always think of menopause as a negative connotation and it really, there's so many positives. And so I want women to understand the positive parts of menopause. And most women, most women, you know, we think of the number one symptom is hot flash. And most women will tell me, I can deal with the hot flash, but I don't want to do this, this, and this. You know, it might be sleep, it might be moods, and definitely intimacy and low sex drive. Those are, you know, more troublesome. But the positive parts of menopause, actually, be, your, your body changes quite, quite a bit biologically. So not, the hormones play a factor in so many things. And one of the things that comes out in menopause is women become more creative. And what's really cool about this creativity is they have more time to express it because women at menopause, most of them, their children have left, you know, they're, they're going to college or they're getting married. And so they're, they're have more time to think about themselves and really do more self care. And part of that is bringing out your creative self. And so what I like to tell women, instead of thinking of menopause is it's like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm just about ready to end my life here. You still have so many vital years left. And if you haven't done anything in your life or there's something you've wanted to do in your life that you haven't tackled, you can do that. And in fact, it's such a great time to do it because you have more time, could have more energy, and you can even be more creative than you were when you were raising kids and and a family. Wow. Well, Ron, I got to say that was one of the kindest, kindest (laughs) corrections I've ever had. Because I said, yeah. I mean, because I, for you to take this in a positive di- direction and understanding the positives, I can tell you that never once, and I've been helping people for almost 25 years, never once have I heard menopause discussed in a positive light. And, and that's what's sad because I, you know, I kind of introduced that question by going, and now you got to end up in menopause, which is that negative light. What what's something else that's a positive? I've never heard that. That is really fascinating. I'm so glad I shared that because I I guess that's really where I when I had my personal journey with menopause, which everyone's is different. And that's one thing we have to understand. You can't compare yourself from one person to the next, like they're really suffering or they're not, or, you know, whatever. You really have to kind of own it and what your journey is and really 
what I brought out of it is try to focus on the positive. And we all know that in our brain, when you bring positive light, positive thoughts, you will create positive things. I mean, that's been shown over and over. And so if you stay positive in this moment, you can really bring some great positive things out of menopause. It might be something like quitting a job that you've hated for 30 years and starting a new business or starting something new. And as far as the relationship go, I think the number one complaint in relationships is that low libido and the intimacy has changed. Well, maybe it's starting a new type of relationship with your husband. Maybe you can make it more fun. Maybe it needs to be something different that is going to give you as much joy and satisfaction as you've ever had. So it's using that creativity that you now have that you probably didn't even know existed. Uh, And so a lot of women will describe their creativity to me in simple ways. And I'm like, well, you're just more creative. Create something. So that our mind is very powerful. We can create anything. And I think staying positive is the most important thing you need to do in menopause. Well, and and it's kind of consistent with many of the things that we go through in life. If our attitude stinks, then it's going to be far more miserable than it needs to be, is what I'm hearing. And it works in menopause as well. Yep, that's exactly right. And the other thing that I really want to take note is you do have control. So many times um, we don't have control of what our hormones are doing. They're going to do their thing. But you do have control how you can manage those hormones within your body. And so much of that has to do with um, your mindset and how you think about things and then also lifestyle. And here's what I tell women. If you haven't gotten, if you haven't gone to menopause in a healthy way, you will be forced to get healthy and do self-care. Because what you will realize is you feel so much better. So it becomes this, oh my gosh, I, you know what? I can't eat sugar anymore because I just don't feel good. Or maybe it's I can't drink alcohol anymore because I just don't feel good. And maybe it's like, you know what? If I exercise, I feel so much better. If I sleep eight hours a night, which we're supposed to, but you probably haven't until now, but you're forced to do it because you're more tired, you feel better. So all of these lifestyle things, they actually are what's going to carry you through to a healthy aging process. And you'll figure that out at menopause that you just feel better when you do it. Yeah. And, and you know, I want to take a second here so that our listeners can know that you are actually offering women a free course on menopause and people if you want to and I would encourage you to check it out because I actually checked it out even though I'm not a woman and I will never go through menopause I thought it was very (laughs) informational but if you just go to Rhonda NP and does that stand for nurse practitioner yes it does so Rhonda NP.com slash smalley so just head on over there it's free what are you going to lose Rhonda NP.com slash Smalley, and you can sign up for her free course on it. And I'm sure you have a lot of other resources on your website. 
Yeah, I do. My website, actually, I decided a few years ago that I really have a lot of knowledge. I have a lot of experience. I've seen thousands of women over the 20 years, and I've heard many stories and many stories the same and many different. And I really decided I need to kind of go to a broader platform and really help women more than just one-on-one in my clinics. So I decided to start a website and I was going to do blogging. Well, I'm not a writer. So that was not any fun. So I'm a talker. So podcasting worked for me. So if you go to my website, you will get in my blog, it's my podcast. And there's topics, uh, all kinds of different topics. I have um, people that I bring on and interview. And so a lot of great information. Yeah, there, there really is, folks. So RhondaNP.com is the website, and you can subscribe, of course, to her podcast as well. I'm, you know, it's kind of everywhere that podcasts are available. So make sure you subscribe, and then other women can find. Now, let me ask you this. Okay, so this is a marriage podcast. Uh, how, like, what, what kind of advice or what kind of tips would you give the husband of a woman going through menopause? Oh, that's such a great question. Here's what the husband's experience. And by the way, I know this um, obviously from research, but I also know it from what my what my uh, patients tell me. And then at times their marriage is really on the rocks and I'll just say, bring your husband in so I can teach him about menopause. The number one thing I would say is husbands in it's really important to get information on what really is going on with your wife. So study it. You know, there is Google out there. And I always say my husband is Mr. Google because he Googles everything, but bless his heart, he really understands menopause because he read about it. So get to know the, what your wife is going through and really understanding that. And then the thing that is the toughest for husbands is I think they experience a lot of fear because their wife is going through all these changes and men typically want to fix things and this is something they can't fix. Um, And so they feel really out of control and when you feel out of control, there's fear uh, and they actually take it personal. Um, Like she doesn't love me anymore because the intimacy does change. And so they take it very personal and it's, it's not a personal thing. If I can tell you something, women after women in my clinic, day after day, it's not their quotes are, it's not that I don't love my husband. I just don't have that feeling anymore. And so communication is huge. You need to understand what she's going through and then you need to share with her what you're going through and how you're feeling. So I really do um, promote going to counselors if it gets to the point that, you know, your relationship is really on the rocks because of the intimacy change, that you really need to seek professional help. And I just think that's very important. Yeah, and and I want to encourage husbands uh, because, yes, the the average guy wants to fix it and let's, you know, what do we got to do? But you also have to be sensitive and recognize this is your wife's, you know, this is, I mean, obviously it's, you're journeying together in life, but it's also not going to be received overly well if you are, you know, pushing the pills or pushing the, you know, whatever it is, whatever treatment options are out there, you, you, 
you know, you need to be encouraging to your wife and probably ask her, hey, what can I be doing or is there anything I can do to help you during this time? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I don't know if you know, but probably the number one medication that is prescribed for menopause is an antidepressant. And I truly do not feel that many women need an antidepressant. What they need is they need a nice, healthy lifestyle, a supportive husband, maybe some counseling if they're at that point. Uh, They need to just really look at the other options other than an antidepressant. So what, okay, so since we're on that topic, then what do you generally prescribe, not prescribe, but what do you generally recommend Mm -hmm. For women, I mean, I hear taking care of yourself, doing good self-care, sleeping, you know, counseling if the emotions or if these things are feeling out of control. But uh, you know, what other kinds of things would you recommend to women that they can look into? And and do you even have these on your website? Yeah, I have a lot of the information is in a podcast or a couple podcasts. So when I talk about things, here's, here's how I break it down. When your body loses hormones, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone is what actually happens during menopause. It's a natural form of aging. Your ovaries start to decline in the production. And what happens is our body takes the other parts of our hormone system take over. And the two main hormones are, there's three actually, but two that are really vitally important are your insulin and your cortisol. Now your insulin manages blood sugar. So that has to do with diet and exercise and your cortisol manages your stress. So what happens in women at menopause is they, their cortisol levels tend to increase and their body gets more stressed because of that. And then the stress creates more cortisol and it becomes this vicious cycle. And so managing cortisol levels is probably the number one thing you can do. And you do that with diet, exercise, and managing your stress. So if you notice that you're not handling stress very well, and that's a typical complaint, it's like, I'm so irritable. I can't handle things like I used to. I really can't stand that person in my office and I used to like her, you know, those kinds of things. If you're really noticing those things, it's really your cortisol that you have to help manage. And that is managed by diet, exercise, sleep. And then I use some herbal things that are really, really effective. Um, And almost all my patients go on it just because they work so darn good, especially if they don't want to go on hormones. But to be honest, I don't even like using hormones unless they're really have a nice, healthy lifestyle because it can put you at risk for things. But hormones are there along with the healthy lifestyle. Yeah, and and I think if I hear you right, the first thing women want to do, especially if they're in menopause, is get that lifestyle down. And and that's kind of the that's the core, that's the foundation. And then from from that point and and where I always because sometimes what I've experienced with women is there's even a shame about needing hormones or needing some sort of medication to help and well this this actually goes for men and women where you know I'm I'm ADD and I resisted ADD medication for pretty much all of my life and once I started cuz so many things were getting out of control in my life uh it's been a it's been a total blessing 
And so they don't, you know, people don't need to be afraid if there's something else that needs to be done in order to get as close to balance as possible. Or am I just being wacky? No, no, no. You're right on. You're right on. Um, I love the word foundation because lifestyle really is the foundation. And we're, we kind of get tired of hearing about this diet and exercise and sleep thing. However, it does affect your hormones and it's your hormonal system that's most affected at menopause. And by the way, there's a name for men pause. It's called andropause. So men do experience this as well. Wait a minute. What yes? just happened, Rhonda? <laughs> I, we're talking about menopause, but maybe andropause can be another day. <laughs> andropause. It's called, it's called andropause, and it's when men mostly lose their hormones, and their main hormone is testosterone. So it does happen to you guys. Sorry. Oh, my heavens. I thought we were free from this thing. <laughs> well, it actually, it totally makes sense. It's kind of like what I said near the beginning of this podcast is, um, you know, I've never been afraid to talk about things as men age. You know, things change. Mm -hmm. Hormone levels change. They do. So, yeah, I'd never. That totally makes sense. Oh, we are so going to ever... have to do a show on that. I've never even heard of that term. I know a lot of people haven't heard of it. But How have do you, you heard spell the term it? A-N-D-R-O-P-A-U-S-E. Andropause. So andro is androgens, and that's mostly testosterone, some DHEA. That's the androgen system that men have more testosterone. Women have more estrogen and progesterone, but we both have all of them. We right. both have all of them. So it changes. And so what happens in men, their testosterone goes down, so they have more of a ratio of estrogen. So have you ever known men, as they age, they get a little more emotional? They do. They get they a get... little more sense. Absolutely. That's because they, they now down. have more estrogen. Yep, they have more estrogen. They don't have that aggressive behavior that testosterone does. And women tend to have more testosterone than they used to. Not that they have more, but they don't have the estrogen, so it's not in balance. And so women tend to take on some male tendencies, like maybe a little more aggressive behavior than they used to, you know, those kinds of things. So it, it is really interesting. And, you know, God made us like this. This is this is our challenge to get along for the rest of our days. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, <laughs> hormonally, we keep missing each other. So I men, <laughs> they're peak sexually, you know, in their early, late teens and early 20s. And then women finally hit there in their late 20s and early 30s. And now we got menopause yeah. and andropause. I, I, yes, you know, I wish do. I could say we were breaking this first on Smalley Marriage Radio, but I, I guess I imagine information on andropause has been out there for a while. But no one talks about you it. You know, it, no one does talk about it. It is not, the information is not as readily, and I have to be honest, probably just in the last three, four years that, you know, when I go to conferences that they really talk about the andropause. Maybe it's been longer. I lose track of time. But it's definitely more in its infancy of, of research and studying and talking about it and treating it than it used to be. Well, and you know what's funny? This just made me realize a lot of times when I'm working with parents of teenagers and younger teenage boys or they might have boy, a boy and a girl or whatever, um, 
I share a lot of times going, you realize that that young teenage son of yours is also going through massive hormonal changes that impact his emotions and his attitude and behaviors. And a lot like what a little girl goes through when she starts changing hormonally and her menstrual cycle. I wonder if they have a term for for boys as well that I've been ignorant of. Hmm. You know what? I I we just call it puberty. <laughs> so there's male, male puberty and female puberty. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> well, this has been a very good education. I I genuinely appreciate you taking the time to come on the show, Rhonda. Well, I'm just tickled to be here, and I I love your work, and I appreciate that you're doing what you do. Oh, well, thank you. And I, you know, it sounds like we're both at a pretty good place because we both really love what what God has called us to do. Yeah, yeah. I actually figured that out quite a few years ago, and it is a nice place to be. It is a nice place to be. And, you know, I, I, I always think that that's never too late to do either. So if you're 55 and you've gone through menopause and you still haven't done what you're called to do, go ahead and do it. You can do that at any age. Yeah, you certainly can. And, you know, I I hate that I have to say this because you're probably going to have one problem here near the very end of the podcast. But because you brought up andropause, you realize (laughs) I'm going to have to have you back on for another show. Okay, we'll, we'll do that. I would love to do that, in fact. Especially because I think you're right. I don't think as many people know or, or even heard about it. No, I mean, it's insane. I've, I've literally never heard that phrase, and um, you have enlightened me. So everyone listening, you need to head on over very quickly to rondanp.com slash smallie. Sign up for that free course on menopause. But you also want to check out a bunch of the resources. I'm looking at her website now. And she's got some great videos on here and free resources. Here's what I like about you, Rhonda, is you're unafraid because one of your videos is five secrets for vaginal dryness and low libido. That's an amazing <laughs> that title. One does, yeah. Do you realize that got the most hits on oh, YouTube out of all my videos? Easily. Yes. <laughs> I can easily imagine that. Well, you know, it, I always tease sometimes on our own show that – our number one, our number one uh, article on our website is is titled "Is Oral Sex Okay for a Christian Couple?" I mean, it's, oh, un- I love that. it's unbelievable what people are unwilling to talk about, and 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 the truth is, I think obviously, as you're discovering, that a lot of people want to know, and there's not a Thank lot of you. good information out there, and I think you're doing a wonderful job and I appreciate the work you're doing. And, and, you know, if you'll allow me, we'll set up another time to, to do another show. But again, that website is rondanp.com slash smallie. And you can sign up for free for her menopause online course. So thank you so much, Rhonda, for coming on. Oh, and thank you for having me. You bet. That was fun. So, well, don't forget everybody. As I usually say at the end of a podcast, uh, you can download the Smalley Marriage app, and that will give you some incredible resources. All of it is for free, and I have direct links on this very podcast page. For whatever device you might have, it is available across the spectrum. 
And if you haven't already, don't forget, check out Rhonda's podcast and subscribe to that. But you can also subscribe to Smalley Marriage Radio. So you can find us on iTunes, and that just helps people find out uh, who we are. And it tells iTunes we have actual listeners. Well, Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute. If your marriage is on life support, reignite your relationship in only two days. Find out more online at smalleyinstitute.com or call us toll-free at 888-565-6462. Hey, DC. Right now at VisionWorks, all prescription eyewear, every frame, every brand is 50% off. Yup, a nifty 50% thanks to our friends and family event. What's even better? It applies to both glasses and sunglasses. That's right. At the VisionWorks friends and family event, you can save 50% on all prescription eyewear. Why? Because we like you, DC. A lot. VisionWorks, we're here to help you. Some restrictions apply. See store for details. Point out the colors of you I see them too and boy I like them I like them, I like them We went to fly to partake in all this hate We out here vibing, we vibing, we vibing Alexa, play Ariana Grande Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today